What's up? Yo, happy Sunday, everyone. So this should be called the uh, hubby wifey puppy hustle because Lola will not go down from the. Um, she sits the right seat. in the middle of the bench. Every time we sit here to record, she just jumps up. We try yeah. and put her on the floor. She jumps right back up. You might be noticing a difference in the wall behind us. We did a little painting last weekend. So we got uh, the office painted and we got the kids rooms painted. You might have seen some pictures. So definitely go check them out. It's pretty cool. They love their rooms. Oh, yeah. They turned out really cute. Yeah. Now we just need to make my office look as cool. Yours is next. We just yeah. got to plan for that. Cool. So we're going to do something different today. I thought it'd be cool to start off with, uh, with a riddle for each of us. So we have this new game and we've been loving it. I got it. My secret Santa got it for me at work. Um, it's a Neil Patrick Harris game and I it's called so um, it's called Amazed. And it's basically lateral thinking puzzles. So I don't know how many of you might be into these sort of things, but they're really neat. They're like word... What what are they called? Word riddles, like picture riddles, pictures, and then yeah. number. A lot of them are like math riddles, you know, things yeah. like that. But what they do is they challenge your assumptions going into it. So we each have one for each other, and we'll see if and we can. And we don't know the answer. Yeah, to, to we don't the know we what picked. we picked. So okay, you want me to go first? Yeah, you can go first. Okay, here you go. So a farmer has these are the the green in the game means easy. By the way. Um, so we'll start there, and then we'll progressively get more difficult over time. A farmer has 10 cows. All but six die. How many are left? I feel I feel like I always overthink these. <laughs> I feel the like it's easy math, but then it's like, but it's also not the obvious answer. So say it again. A farmer has 10 cows. All but six die. How many are left? I want to say four, but I feel like that's not the answer. Challenge your assumptions. <laughs> <laughs> a farmer has six, has 10 cows, all but six die. How many are left? 10. Wait. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just going to go with four because that's the obvious no. answer. Six. All but six die. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Okay. Oh my All gosh. Right. All right, this is round one. We're warming up. All right, your turn. Uh, how did I not this. catch that? I'm at the end of time, space, and life. What am I? I'm at the end of time, space, and life. What am I? The letter E. Fine. Yeah! Fine. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyways, yeah. these are fun. We'll get into these. <laughs> but you probably didn't come to here to watch us do some uh, riddles here. So You guys should come over and play this game this with us. This is awesome. You ever, ever want to have a good time, swing by, let us know. You it's guys can one. come over and <laughs> do this game with us. Um, cool. Well, today we wanted to talk about something um, that... It's really kind of hard for me to articulate yeah, this topic. A lot of sensitive. people, uh, and a lot of people deal with this all the time, knowingly or unknowingly. And a lot of parents deal with this mm. all the time. Um, yep. and it probably frustrates the crud out of you. So, um, and that, that topic is like, uh, overcoming other people's opinions. Yeah. And I feel like this topic came to mind because of, um, where we're at in life and where we, I mean, this has happened to us many times before, but we're again in this very same mm -hmm. stage of life. And people, when especially when you're having a baby, especially, or buying a house or oh, making yeah. any big life changes and decisions, they feel the need to share their opinions. And most of it, most of the time, it's always out of love. 
Yeah. It's always coming from a good place. Like, this is what I would do. Yeah. You know? Sometimes it's coming from a place of, hey, I know more than you, or they think you know more than right. you. Right. There's we kind that of too. Sit there and accept that. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll never forget one of the, there was one person when we first had Jaden, um, somebody who was not a mom, and so wasn't a parent yet, didn't have kids, wasn't married at the time, was giving us parenting advice. I remember that. About what to do with our son. It's <laughs> like, uh, do you, do you uh, parent much? You know, cause uh, it, it's just, it's really awkward. It puts you in an awkward position because when people start throwing their advice out there, it's like, on the one hand, you don't want to be rude. You want to be considerate of people. Yeah. But on the same token, it's like, duh, fuck. <laughs> I think you, you know I think we've been getting this a lot because it's always like oh what's the best baby brand for this or what kind of birth are you going to do natural or or, or not yeah. are you going to do the epidural are you going to have a home birth um, mm-hmm. how are you going to parent how do you discipline your kids what time do you put your kids to bed what do you do when they're misbehaving yeah. you know there's so many things when it comes to parenting especially um, I think to be fair too like we do it ourselves and i think if we're all honest with each other we all do this to some degree uh, in some capacity with certain people in our lives we feel like we need to promulgate kind of our ideas and thoughts and opinions and it's it's not a bad thing necessarily it's um it's as long as what you're doing is out of love and you're being considerate totally. that their decision is not resting on whether or not they accept your form of discipline or your form of um, or think, parenting or whatever it is i think giving your opinion is totally fine as long as you don't get um upset when if they don't if they don't agree with it yeah. because it's okay to give and share your opinion but if that person says oh, i think this is more for me you have to be okay with that you know because um a lot of people will get offended or hurt mm-hmm. or be like why aren't they listening to my opinion my opinion is gospel <laughs> you know <laughs> i got this figured out <laughs> i think that's the the trick especially when it's coming from someone who loves you and it's coming mm-hmm. from a good place and um, but they feel like they know better than you, um, is to really just take it in, process it. I usually, you know, compare it, um, against what I feel instinctively to be best, what we have decided is best mm-hmm. for our family. And then you either let it flow off your shoulder, take it as a grain of salt. Um, or sometimes it does affect the decision yeah. because you maybe hadn't thought of that before, but, um, but always, you know, I would say respond in love. Like, thank you so much for, you know, sharing that with me. Yeah. I'll take it into consideration kind of type of thing. I think you probably see this. I mean, there, there's an element of comparison here too. You know, if you know the person, um, you've seen kind of the fruits of whatever their decisions have been. Uh, there can be an element of comparison where we're comparing ourselves to someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, someone else's parenting style. And it, it, you can feel a bit, you know, you can feel like get off your high horse. You know, if you have somebody who's who's uh, seems to have it all together on the outside on mm-hmm. social media and everything, and then they start giving you parenting advice, you, you could be really resistant to it, um, especially when you're uh, you know running around like a raging lunatic, uh, chicken with your head cut off. Like you should be in a uh, psychiatric hospital, you know, because you're parenting. Uh, that is a very reality for some of us, and. Um, and when you have somebody who's giving advice who seems like they have it all together, it can be really easy to just dismiss it. 
And I think it is really important to kind of evaluate it, you know, whatever the advice is on their own circumstances, rather than evaluating it based on who's giving you the advice. Because you'll get some really good advice from really obscure places, places that you didn't know uh, you would get that advice. Right. And uh, I think there's a lot of power behind that. But that really comes from uh, shutting ourselves up, so to speak, you know, like getting rid of that personal comparative uh, engine, uh, you know, when it comes to whoever's giving the advice and the people that are around you in your circles and your sphere of influence and um, setting that aside and being able to shelve it. And that's a discipline. Like you have to get yourself there. It just, it doesn't come naturally to us. We're naturally comparative people. That's very, it's very much built into our nature. We're competitive people. We are very self-interested by nature. Um, and so when we can get rid of our self-interest and ultimately focus on the, the good of whatever we're going after, um, I think you see a lot more success and you're a lot more open to, um, other ways of doing things when it comes to your parenting, your marriage, your, uh, relationships and all of that. If you're in a place of loss and the, the wisdom or the opinion is welcome, it's a totally different story. But if you kind of have a plan already and, um, you have um, an instinct that you want to follow and this person comes in with their opinion and is forceful with mm. it. That's when you kind of have to respond in love and be like, hey, I totally respect you. Thank you for sharing your opinion. I'll take it into consideration. But I really yeah. think we're going to end up going with this. Um, and that's totally OK, because especially I feel like every parent is given that specific child for a reason. Like they were created to take care of that specific child personality of that kid like um I feel like you and your spouse would know much better than anyone else how to parent love and discipline that child than someone looking out looking yeah looking in from the outside yeah and you got to be I mean it's got to be innate to you like right you don't want to put on some face like this is how you're disciplining or how you're going about um, working with your kids is not true to you and you're not convicted of the reality, Mm -hmm. right? Because kids need, I mean, if we're talking about parenting, kids need consistency. They need to see consistency with the parents and how they're working with the kids, how they're disciplining the kids, because if there's no consistency, then there's no change. Um, And you're not going to get the desired outcome. So you really have to be convicted of whatever your parenting style is going to be. Um, when before you go into it, you can't just do it just because somebody else is doing it. It's really got to be true to you. And you should never just do something just because somebody else tells you that you should do it that way. You should test it. You should think about it, mull it over. Yeah. What are the pros and the cons of doing something like that? Um, you know, I th- how, how do you deal with that that kind of mom parison? You know, the, uh, the comparison that moms do. Um, I think the importance is um, to do your own research because other moms will tell you a, m- a million opinions about what type of baby food, what type of shampoo, what type of baby carrier is the best, what type of car yeah. seat's the best. Um, and you have to do your own research and then decide what type of mom am I? What type of mom do I want to be? And if your end conclusion is different from what other people have told you before, then that's okay. But as long as you did your research and you made the best decision for yeah. what you believe for your family and your kids, then then that's like an A plus in my book. Because even if that's a varying thing from like what your close family and friends are telling you to do. It's just something like a mom just knows. I think it's an instinctive thing. And when you discuss it with your spouse and you guys make that decision and you've done your research, then I feel like whatever you guys come to decide is going to be 
what's right for your family. And um, it may be hard when you have someone who comes in really pressing like, oh, I think that's the wrong decision. You really should have done this. You have to let that just kind of like slide off your shoulders and be like, you know, (laughs) you can't. It's it's hard. You can't let the anger fireball come. Yeah, it's going to bother you a little bit, but you have to just let it go because a lot of people think they know what's best for you. And this goes for more than just parenting um, and kids stuff. This goes for where you go to church, um, where you do your grocery shopping. Like, do you eat organic? Like there are a million different, like what political party are you a part of? (laughs) Let's not even get into that, you know, like, but everyone's got an opinion about something, but we all need to like respect other people's opinions and it's totally Mm. okay to take it in and be like, thank you. I'll take that into consideration. But at the end of the day, that's a very politically correct way to deal with it. And I, I think people, to be fair, I think people will respond really well to it too. Like, and getting really good at doing that, it, it's going to become unnatural for you in the beginning, just because it's it's kind of a way of dealing with, so to speak, confrontation, right? So this confrontation where you have a conflict between you and another person, they want to, they think you should do it this way, you should think you should do it this way. How do you come to and absolve that conflict mm-hmm. and continue on with the relationship? So you're not, there's not this kind of underlying angst and everything. I think yeah. you can transpose this out into relationships too with your spouse or right. your significant other or your boyfriend, your girlfriend. Um, yeah. you know, that you do, you do this all the time. Trust me. The minute you get in a relationship, you start comparing yourself to all the relationships around you. And all of a sudden somebody looks like on their Instagram or their Facebook feed, like they look like they are perfect and they have everything going on. And there's, you know, there's a great actually ad, uh, against, uh, kind of the social media influence that has circulated. It was years ago, but it really, really resonated with me. And it was really interesting. It was somebody who was going through stuff. Um, the ad was following this person. They were watching everybody on their Facebook feed. And everybody had this like perfect life, like all the travel videos, the travel photos, the, you know, photos with kids that are just happy all the time. Or they look like 100% they look, put together. Everything is together, right? <laughs> and there's likes, 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 likes. And they keep liking all these things. And then... The minute, um, and this person though, who's watching all this unfold is going through some stuff, right? And then all of a sudden this person is like, you know what? I'm going to be vulnerable and honest on social media. They put, (laughs) they put something vulnerable. Like I'm really having a hard time right now, guys. I hope you can kind of think of me or pray for me or whatever it is. And, uh, then you see unfollow (laughs) people start unfollowing this person and unfriending this person. Oh, how sad. And it was, it was just kind of a, a showcasing of, how everything on social media is fabricated with good like reasons. It's not that your social media should be a hundred percent vulnerable Sally sob story all the time. Right. But I think there's something to the authenticity, to the vulnerability of being vulnerable on social media and having a true circle of friends that come alongside you. Like we're not perfect, and we'll be the first to tell you we're not perfect. And I hope that if you see our Facebook feeds, it doesn't showcase that we're perfect. I know. Yeah, I remember we got in a fight about Starbucks yesterday. Yeah, that was actually that was a big fight for the biggest in a while. It's interesting. So we had a fight about Starbucks. We went and got our Starbucks and Amber's, it's so silly when you think about it, but it was real. It was very real at the time, right? And Amber got a Starbucks. We both got our Starbucks and uh, hers didn't have any espresso Mine in it. Mine was literally like a, la- a latte with just almond milk and butterscotch syrup yeah. and they forgot the coffee part. Yeah. So we go to, we're driving to a place and we, uh, I was, she was like, this has got no, this is not sweet at all. This is terrible. It's not. It tastes like it tastes water, like espresso, butter, watered down, butterscotch. Yeah. yeah. Sweetness. <laughs> and so we were passing a Starbucks and I was like, why don't you go take it back? And so 
we go in there and for anybody who knows me my drink is you know i get a coffee usually an espresso or latte and i get half sweet add <laughs> it's shot so complicated wit. it's not it's not complicated <laughs> it's, it's so bougie it's very true to me and it helps me <laughs> throughout the day half sweet i got to cut out the sugar right and so i always forget that starbucks they they do a little bit more sweetener than a lot of they do four pumps places. they do four pumps instead of three so when you go half sweet it goes two pumps but one and a half this is this is way more information than you need one and a half pumps i find to be very like solid so she was getting ready to go in to the to the Starbucks to exchange her drink. And I said, which I never do, by the doesn't. way, I hate returning things because I'm just not that personality type. So I'll yeah. just like suck it up and drink it most of the time. But because I could tell this had no caffeine in it, like yeah. no coffee at all, I decided to return it. And I'm sitting over here. I'm like, you pay six dollars for a freaking latte. Like, go take care of it. Get it the way you want it. Don't you know the return policy? And uh, they'll make it the way you want it. Make it right. And so she's getting ready to go in. And I'm like, hey, do you mind taking mine in too? And it instantly switched from I'm going to go take mine in to, well, if you're going to take them both in. No, I said, I'm not walking then... in there and returning two drinks because then I'm going to be that person. Yeah. Not only did you make my drink wrong, but you made all of our drinks wrong. And I need you to remake both. I just felt like I didn't yeah. want to be that person. So and it was, I was a like, small thing. And it was a stupid argument. I was but like, it was if something you want that... both returns, then you have to do it. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to be that person. <laughs> T-Rev, Joshy, Bougie, Smith. You know what, man? His you know coffee what? is bougie. It's, so, it's, it's, it's life to him. It's me, man. It's life. La vida, baby. Um, I hate returning things. So I, I told him no. If he wants to return no. his two, he has to take them both. Yeah, it was stupid. <laughs> and it was like way first world problems, right? <laughs> But the challenge was, like, for me, like, in that moment, to be vulnerable and transparent. He in that moment, I was upset. I was actually upset, not because of the coffee. It was more the root of the thing. It was, I felt like, in that moment, Amber was thinking of herself and not being willing to kind of think and of me. And he carried that mood. And I carried that like mood. I didn't hours. deal with it. I didn't resolve it. And, uh, and you know, there's a lot of other stuff going on, too, you know, that I had anxiety over. So, But it was just, like, something simple like that. Um I don't know where we're going with that. All that uh, aside to say that, like, be vulnerable. <laughs> we're being not vulnerable, perfect. We're not perfect, <laughs> you know. And sometimes you need those vulnerabilities. Um, and you can need to be able to be authentic with people and showcase those online. And you really see who your true friends are. Trust me. Like, you're not your Sally Sob stories or your vulnerable stories are not going to get the most likes and the most shares on right. social media. But I think they are important to kind of showcase. Like, nobody's perfect, and you don't have this fabricated life because it's something that people can really identify with. Right. Yeah, I think it just comes down to like, um, if someone's opinions really contrast with what you believe to be right or true or good for your family, not to let it bother you because they may have really strong opinions of it from one side and you may feel very strongly the other way about it. And that's okay. It's okay to have different opinions. Um, as long as yours is coming from a place of you know, I've thought this through, I've mm -hmm. researched this, we've talked this over, um, and this is what we've come to. But if you're just like denying their opinion for no reason, just because who it is that's com it's coming from or, but, yeah. um, on the, on the flip side too, if you're, if you're one that's giving advice, right, somebody's coming to you and you feel like you're in the position that, you know what, I need to give some advice to someone. I think a really good tactic to make sure your advice, if you're going to give give it to somebody, doesn't fall into this category where people feel like you're imposing their ideas on them. Right. Um, step number one is first, see where they're at, right? If you're going to give somebody advice on how they're parenting about a specific thing, how to deal with a specific thing with their, their kiddo, the best thing I find that anybody could do 
is uncover a little bit, right? Ask some questions just to find out, hey, what have you tried? What have you thought about? Mm -hmm. Why do you think that falls short compared to um, something else and why you're looking for, uh, you know, another potential, um, you know, solution for that problem? Like really do a bit of an uncovering because what that does is that immediately starts to build trust with another person and it shows them that you're interested in actually really helping them rather than imposing your opinion. The, yeah, or like if you yeah. if you try that and it fails, maybe try this, but don't state it in a way where it's like my opinion is fact, my opinion is gospel and um kind of like th- thrust it upon them in in a way that's just like if you don't do it this way you're doing it wrong yeah. type of thing. That's where it turns into like hurt feelings or yeah. it escalates and I think your approach is everything. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, who gives a rat's behind what other people <laughs> <laughs> You do you. Oh, no, man. I think I think there's a lot of information out there and a lot of advice out there. And I think if we're all being honest with ourselves, we have a very small fraction, a microcosm of what the total wealth of knowledge is that's out yeah. there. And I think the more that we can work with ourselves on being open to hearing alternative opinions, alternative viewpoints, um, alternative advice, it helps us grow in totally. our understanding of the thing and helps us kind of come to, you know, it's all about growth, right? It helps us come to different conclusions that we wouldn't have otherwise come to if we just sat in our silo and nobody was there helping elevate us. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the approach is everything, though, when it comes to the giving. Yeah, I think if you're not set on a certain decision yet and you're still thinking and mulling it over, then it's good to remember like, hey, I don't know it all. I should be open and hearing other people's approaches and opinions and and to just process those. And Mm -hmm. that's good. You guys should have seen us try and paint our kids' rooms with five different adults all giving different opinions on what the design oh, should yeah. be. It was hilarious. It was like, no, if, if it were me, I would do this. Well, actually, looking at it this way, I would change it to this. And it took two and a half hours to tape out the designs for their bedrooms. And we kind of wanted to blow our brains out at one point. But... Because we kind of took in each person's opinion and considered it carefully, the rooms turned out to be a mixture of everyone's mm-hmm. input, and they actually turned out great. So in that instance, yeah. Josh and I were like, okay, we're going to take in their opinion, their opinion, and it, it, it took longer, but it did turn out to be an awesome yeah. result. Instead of just being like, this is what we want, screw you guys, we made our decision, But that's because we weren't completely 100% set on what we wanted to do in the first place. We were open to other people's opinions. And at the end of the day, best way to get through it is make it a joke and make (laughs) make fun of (laughs) the ideas. (laughs) We also had to consider our kids' opinions because it's their bedroom. So we're like, what do you want on your wall? You know, and so um, that was complicated. But with more serious issues like parenting and how to where to spend your money there's there's things where you really should either already be have done your research and be set on it or also just to remember that you you don't know it all and to be open before making your final decision is yeah well anyways that was on our minds today i want to share that with ali al so Hope you enjoyed that. If you have questions on this, leave them in the comments below. If you've experienced this, I'm curious I'm to know sure you have. what you've, uh, what's the most recent uh, challenge that you've had in this area, and uh, throw and it in the comments below. And how'd you get through that? Yeah. So we are about a, a week away from due day, from D Day. 
So Amber's feeling it. So she got through her wedding yesterday. It's time to start walking. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a walk like every day this week to try and speed this process up because yeah. I'm ready to evict her. Yeah. Um, I've packed. <laughs> the, she's trying to evict herself. I've packed the go bags. Like we're putting the car seat in the car. The nursery's ready, and I'm just like, you're still in there, even though she's like, what? Am I like a week out? I don't know, yeah. nine days out. Yeah. Like, she's yeah, got time, but I, for some reason, I'm just like, I'm ready. Yeah. So, stay tuned. We may have a baby bouncing here uh, next Sunday. So, anyways, leave something in the comments below. If you have topics you want to hear about, definitely drop them in the comment section below. Subscribe. Pound the subscribe button wherever you're listening at. If you're on YouTube, if you're on Spotify, you're on iTunes. We are on iTunes, by the way. It's pretty cool. If you have an Alexa or you have a Google Home, ask Google or ask Alexa. Say, hey, Alexa. Can you um, play the Hubby Wifey Hustle? And Alexa's probably going to start playing it in the background here for a minute because I have Alexa here. And Lola's going to keep joining us every week. (laughs) There it goes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, hope everybody's doing well. Everybody has a great week. Until next time, we'll talk to them. Bye, guys.